Welcome to the Recovering Academic Podcast. I'm Amanda, and I left academia about one year ago to become a scientific editor for grants and manuscripts and an editorial manager for our science website. I'm Ian, and I've recently left academia to move into a science communication, editing, and publishing career. And I'm Dr. PMS. I've left academia about two years ago to work as a biotech salesperson, and I'm still in recovery. We're in various phases of transitioning out of academia, and we'll share insights, advice, and problems we encounter at each stage. Hey, everybody. Um, Welcome back to the Recovering Academic Podcast. I'm here. uh, I'm Ian, and I'm here with Clady and Amanda, as always. Hey. Hi. (laughs) Hello. We'll get better at those intros, right? Over time as we keep doing this. <laughs> so this week, uh, our topic is um, one that I thought of. I've been in my new job for a couple of months now, and I moved to a new city, to the great city of Chicago, with its millions of peoples and millions of people and Great Lake and tall buildings and, and started a new job um, at the same time. And... You know, that's been a transition for me, like with learning a new job, learning a new place, trying to find time for, you know, the side projects that I'm passionate about, like, you know, like doing the podcast and writing and, um, I, you know, it's just been kind of, you know, a permanently exhausted state. I've done a lot less of a lot of the things that, you know, I was doing on the side, um, since moving here, just getting used to the new place and, so the question I thought we'd bring up is like, once you've transitioned to your new job and new life and new career, um, like, are there better ways to deal with, you know, that state of exhaustion? Because I've I talked to a number of people who are like, oh yeah, when I left, it's just like, you know, like I was exhausted for months and it was really kind of difficult to like do anything outside of just, you know, the bare minimum of daily activities and my job. Um, and so that's sort of the discussion I would like to have because I'm sort of an experimental group in that I changed jobs and moved cities when I did my academic transition and Clady and Amanda um, transitioned jobs, but live in the same places they did when they actually you know, made the leap from academia. Yep. And so I'm wondering mm-hmm. if you guys experienced just months of feeling completely exhausted and I mean, it's not quite burnt yes. out exactly yes. <laughs> but like it is it is sort of that it has those hallmarks right yeah it was definitely some mental fatigue yeah and so i'm wondering you know like is there i don't know if there are like layers to this where it's like no matter what it's going to take time to adjust and you know like someone told me is like yeah it's just getting used to sitting in front of a computer all day at the office like you know and the last thing you want to do then to come home is sit in front of a computer and do more computer stuff well no it's it's exhausting because you're in academia and no matter why what you do um you can be exhausted for doing experiments and writing Mm -hmm. and all the things that you have to do in academia but in a way you end up whenever you pursue your phd you're doing that for like four five six years and and in the end you kind of get used to that so it's it's quite predictable so you kind of know what you, you're going to expect. 
what from this when you change to a new career everything is new and you have to pay a lot more attention to things and you don't know what's going on you don't know how to behave you don't know how to say there are new co-workers new environment new everything so it's like a lot of mental stimulation that um that brings you exhaustion and yes yeah. no well, I mean, definitely when i started working like i work from home so i didn't even have the right. extra stimulation of really a different environment or new co-workers because you know i knew i know myself pretty well um <laughs> 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 do you like your boss <laughs> <laughs> well sometimes she's a real pain in the rear <laughs> yeah but i mean even then like i mean i guess it's like spending even more time where you are right right like, well and it's a and lot like... of like decision fatigue too because you know right like what do i work like prioritizing what i work on even though i've been in the like being in the lab you make those decisions on your own but you still have some sort of like your PI still has some sort of input on that because they have priorities that you are likely aware of of what they want. Mm -hmm. But for this, like, you know, it was, what do I work on first? What do I work on next? How much do I charge? Um, how do I advertise? You know, trying to talk, like, you know, talking to potential clients and all of that was still really exhausting because there's a lot of decisions to be made about everything. Right, and I guess there's new, like, settling into, right. like, a new routine, and I mean, because I spent a couple months just out of academia, underemployed, too, where, you know, sort of like, oh, yeah, well, my cat is my now my office mate, and <laughs> need to navigate figuring that out, because, you know, he was always like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna come sit in your lap now and <laughs> not help you work. Um, yeah, my dog was pretty excited. But, yeah, so, like, and since moving, right, like, it's just... Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, there is the, you know, the big city aspect of it, getting used to a new apartment and mm -hmm. new expenses and different expenses and figuring out commuting and um, not having a car anymore and just, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, there is just, you know, like that, that, all that stuff, of like, oh, setting up my new apartment, which I'm still not really done doing. Like, it's, you know, I Yeah, will... I think that this, for you, it just adds an extra layer of, right. of more stress. But regardless yeah. of that, I think that moving into a new position is overwhelming. In my case, um, as Amanda, I, I work from home. So this, for me, was also something that I needed to uh, work on how that's going to be because... Uh, if you don't dress up and go to the to an office and there is a TV right there and your couch is right there and if you want to go come back to bed it's right there as well so sometimes it brings a lot of a lot of people that says I just don't work from home because it just doesn't work so that's also something that I had to adjust and and I didn't have yeah. workers I'm also like physically but I do right. work in a multi-company that I everybody's everywhere, and I do at least one WebEx per week. So there is all, and then there's all those people and new terms and new things and things like, that you have to learn. Terms like WebEx? Mm -hmm. <laughs> is that a conference <laughs> of some kind? It, yeah, it's a conference um, 
conference. Got it. Okay. That's one I've never heard of. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, what one. is That is WebEx? modern technology, yeah. you know? Like, today, I did a mm-hmm. teleconference with a co-worker that I shared my screen with him, so I had a PowerPoint, and then I we were on the phone, so I was presenting to him through the computer. He was seeing my screen, he was seeing the slides, and then we were just doing. WebEx is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've used, I've used it when I've talked to some clients. Like, they have it, and they'll set it up. Um, I use, I, I generally just use Skype. Um, or Amazon Chime will do some stuff for free, so I'll do that okay. as well. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, but same sort of okay. concept. But yeah, I had the opposite problem as you, Clady. Like you were like, oh, my couch is right there, my TV's right there, my bed's right there. I had the opposite problem. Like, trust me, I have all that stuff <laughs> in my house. But like, I had the problem of just not stopping. Like, my computer's right there, and if I'm going to be at my computer, I should be doing something. Productive productive and i've always there's always work Mm -hmm. to be done Mm -hmm. like there's always a list of things to that i can do so why stop yeah so like i would fall into the trap of i would work we'd go like i'd go pick up the kids and then you know we'd have dinner they'd go to bed and then i'd work some more because you know goofing around online is great but there's work to be done so that's why my boss is a pain so drawing those boundaries was right. I, I think I have a similar issue to Amanda in that sense. Like, I mean, because I have my day job, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, I also still like. I mean, it's maybe it is sort of the academia thing, but like, it's also true that like, I don't know. Like, there's this expectation to hustle, I guess, outside of academia a lot more in some yeah. ways. Like, not oh, that you're yeah. not doing it inside academia, but like. You know, it's like, oh, I have to, like, always be striving for the next bigger thing. And, like, for me, like, I do have ambitions. Like, you know, it's not, like, I'm, mm-hmm. I I do want to work on side projects and maintain things that I care about and am passionate about. And, um, you know, writing in particular and editing and all that stuff. And um, it's just been hard to find time for that. And, like, I feel guilty. Like, I wonder if that's energy sapping, too. Just, I mean, or, yeah, guilty may not be the right word. It's shame i guess is the more appropriate term about like oh not being able to do more of that like since i've moved um oh yeah i do feel and because like guilt is like oh well you know like i feel guilty and i could adapt to that shame is like just you know the harmful version of that like we tend to interchange them in english but they're not quite the same thing yeah, and I think that that's something that we bring from academia. That thing of, one, mm-hmm. you always need to be working on something. And so it's always like you should be writing, right. you should be reading. And and then whenever you start a new job, um, then you want to succeed and you want to live up mm-hmm. to the expectations. And, you, and in the end, um, you kind of... You want to prove that you're the best candidate for the job and you want to do your best. And then you put a lot of pressure on yourself as well. So it's it's a lot of like exhaustion mm-hmm. also, uh, m- like mentally, let's put it like that, that um, you try to make the best and be the best and you don't ask questions. That's one thing that you need to kind of like you start a new you're in a new place you start a new job you're not expected to know everything 
and that's okay because you're learning and I think that us from academia we feel like we should know everything and we should just start yeah. and just start great and be great from day one yeah I mean I guess I mean I guess I thought I'd feel a little more rested maybe too just because you know I mean technically like I get weekends now like I you know like I don't work weekends right. like for the most part um like, you know, it's like, I mean, if I did, like, you know, it would only be a very short time. And because, like, I mean, like, yeah, current supervisor is like, oh, yeah, well, my current boss is like, oh, yeah, well, if you want to come on Saturdays that you can, you're you invited to, and but it's only for a couple of hours at most and you get paid for it. So, um, oh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. And, and paid extra for it, too. Like, it's not like the mm -hmm. normal rate of whatever. Um, so... So anyway, so yeah, so like, you know, like even with weekends, like, it's just like, boy, like I get to the weekend. I just, I don't know, like, I just need like my day, like my Saturday to just not do anything. And I just laze around like, yeah, despite having wanting to do more of like, oh yeah, that's, that's my time to do the other stuff. And it's just, it often just doesn't happen. Yeah, but that's really good because every, that's, that's one of the things that comes burnout is whenever you just don't stop and and you just keep going and we talked mm -hmm. about that in last season about the importance of taking mm -hmm. breaks and you have to uh find yes. some time to do something that you love to exercise to um i don't know read a book go to the park whatever and and right. ideally I mean, to play well it's something that like i mean i guess maybe the way to frame it is something that's not outcome dependent for you right because yeah. like go work on whatever you want mm -hmm. like as long as you can just play with it and not have an outcome you know preordained like something that you really really need or want to get out of it you're just like oh yeah i'm just noodling around yeah no for sure well i mean i guess and i think something's worth kind of exploring a bit more like you talk about feeling shame about not um being able to do more like i don't I think that everybody has their mm -hmm. limits and I think that just because you've made this transition doesn't mean that your limits have necessarily automatically increased a whole bunch because while you may feel less stressed because you're outside of academia and you've like made that decision and you've made like you've made the transition you still have that extra stress of okay well I'm now in the new job and I'm doing this that and the other thing as well right so like letting go of that shame so it's not taking up so much mental space and this is most this might be somewhat directed to you but this is mostly directed to me because i have the similar sort of feelings when i'm like okay these are my limits and i just can't work this much anymore right yeah yeah i i think that i keep thinking if this is still also kind of uh being a recovering academic if it's something from academia mm -hmm. oh yeah because maybe. uh i feel mm -hmm. like that as well and sometimes i'm like i need to do that and and as you said there's always work to do and even though there are those things that you really need to do because someone um ask you for a quote or you need to send that email reply that email but even if you don't have those you can still do a lot of other things. And for me, for instance, I can educate right. myself. I have tons of training 
material that I can just go there and watch for the rest of my life. I can watch <laughs> I can watch people <laughs> recording and explaining things and and that that's great whenever I do that. But um so there is always this things that okay, no and I should do this, I should do that, and I, I want to do that, I want to do more. But on the other hand, then I want to write the blog post, and then now we are right. here, it's it's 9.30 in the night, and we are recording the podcast, mm-hmm. and so there are things that I think that fall more in the, in the scope that Ian was saying, that is more yeah. things that are not work-related, and we do it because we really like to do that. So it's more like a work fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think you're right with something with that, that when you're like, it's part of being a recovering academic. Cause didn't you put, didn't you like retweet something? Well, retweet and commented on it. Um, something about somebody who was like demanding a lot of hours. In oh lab yes. Recently. Yeah. And like, that's kind of, the general sort of thing like you're supposed to be able like now that like now that Ian's not in the lab for you know however many hours a week like that extra time should be devoted to doing his fun work projects like the side projects and that's kind of how we all think not that I feel like Ian should be doing that but just more of like that's kind of the general idea or the general thought is that the number of hours you put in a week on like work total is supposed to be somewhat defining as an academic Right, and I think there's something... If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it does make sense. I think that for us, for me still, uh, it's it's tough to... And it's rare that I just stay home and like a night, take the night off and just don't do anything. Like just watch TV and or read a book or whatever. No, there's always like on Twitter or you're always reading something or writing a blog post or editing the podcast or whatever or doing Skype meetings and and that's kind of how it goes. And that makes me wonder also that yes, there is this transition um anxiety and and stress and mm-hmm. but I feel like it's also a general thing like it seems to me that people in general are more burned out there is kind of like a yes. burnout epi- epidemic that um, everybody seems to be super tired even people that I'm not transitioning mm-hmm. and even people that are not in academia I think that it's kind of like I don't know if it's the modern life i don't know if we are too connected through social media and we are too uh reading news all the time and talking to people all the time the phone yes the phone and and you get emails all the time so it's kind of harder for you to leave work at home like live work at work work because everything is with you all the time with your phone Mm mm-hmm yeah, it is. Um, but I would also say that there's something about, like, in the, in the United States about wearing it as a badge of honor. Yes, that's kind of where I was getting at with, like, the recovering academic thing. Um, that just is like, oh, I'm so exhausted, and that means I'm busy, and therefore doing well or something. Yes, exactly. Or I'm being successful. 
or I'm putting in the appropriate amount of effort. Right. I mean, there's this idea of, you know, like, um, but like, I mean, Louis Pasteur was like, luck favors prepared mind. But like, we've also war almost warped that to saying like, oh, success favors the busy person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I mean, you do read about like the CEOs who get up at like 4 a.m. and go work out and then read an entire book and then go to work and create right, whatever. Also already successful right. people. So they have time and can do that. That's true. They could probably pay somebody to make their dinner. Mm-hmm. And do, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that... I think that is a combination of both. I think that, mm -hmm. yeah, people do wear this as a badge of honor. But I do think that um, you, if you're lazy, you're probably not going to be successful. <laughs> if you were lazy you probably didn't make it through like through your like edu like higher education because oh yeah, yeah yeah well now i'm talking about general population i'm not just talking about recovery oh, okay. academics yeah. i was talking about like the burnout of everybody of like wearing that as a badge of honor and i but the thing is there's a thin line between working hard and being burned out mm-hmm because if you work too hard and then if you are just exhausted then that and i always say that uh i've i'm better if i do take a break and then i work on again on come back because if i don't i will do the same it would take me four hours to f do something and if i take a half an hour break after that i would work two hours and then I will have the same thing in, in last time because I just took that break. And then I think that the, the, the balance, mm -hmm. it's kind of tough to find in general. So when you move transition to a new career, a new job where everything is new, you need to kind of like find your balance again. Yes. And maybe yeah, many I mean, times throughout that process. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said too for like when you transition, you're wanting to that perfectionist tendencies might kick in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even more, and you're trying to be perfect again in every way possible, and that's also exhausting. Because mm -hmm. like, there's something to be said. Like, I mean, there's philosophy of like not caring so much. Like, you do well enough at your job, but not like right good enough over the top necessarily right i mean done is better than perfect right? yeah that's yeah. the what is the saying um the perfect is the enemy of the good right yeah but the thing is like uh i don't i cannot say that is impossible but oh yeah it's hard it's very hard for you to to think that you're going to start a new position totally different that you're used to and just on day one or on week one, oh, I know everything that I, I has to be done right. and I will do everything perfect. I mean, no, because it's a new environment, it's new everything and you have to learn and learning, it's, it's, it takes time for you to learn. I feel like uh, now that it's been over two years that I am in this new position, now I feel 
I'm starting to feel more comfortable about myself, about how do I, because it's a lot of like, and it goes together with what Amanda says. Um, I don't really have a boss that is here. Mm -hmm. Like I do have a manager that I report to, but whenever I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm doing phone calls and I'm talking to professors on the phone and then no one is listening. So then if, uh, like recently, I, I lost a sale. I thought that the professor was buying from me. I thought that it was done. Uh, and then he sent me an email. Hey, Clady, I'm sorry. Um, I look at all my um, quotes and I decided to go with someone else, you know? And then I was kind of like, oh, okay. And then you start thinking, did I do something wrong? Did it, it was something that I said or it was something that I didn't do. And mm -hmm. I still have those. But now I feel like, okay, I did this. I did that. I actually wrote the, the, the professor back and I was like, great. You know, I know that it's stressful. And I'm sorry to see that you, we were not the selected one. But do you care to... Um, schedule a talk because I kind of want to know feedback kind of like why you went with the other why if it was price it was something else and he said sure so we schedule a talk and we're going to talk and I feel like that's going to be constructive to me mm -hmm. and and I feel like one year ago I wouldn't do that or I wouldn't right. even think about doing that uh, the, that feedback thing so you, in the end, life is a transition. <laughs> well, and I think that you get used to being that uncomfortable feeling with not knowing everything. Yeah. And that's kind of a life skill that you might not have, like, or at least I didn't have up until that point. Because when you're in academia and you're going through, there feels like there's a little bit more, there's some, there's some rails, like there, you've got a little bit of guidance going through whatever you're doing. Um, like while the experiments may fail and you're still trying to determine your own career, but if you're going along kind of the normal path, there's a lot of people who are around you who have done that before. Mm -hmm. And then, um, when you go off on your own, then it's a bit, you have to learn to be uncomfortable with, you know, not making the sale or asking like everybody, like every time I, um, work with like a one-on-one -on -one client, like for um, presentation preparation or not I always ask them like what could be better for you next time and that's been a very hard thing like it's very uncomfortable to ask about like what could be better next time like even if they're very happy like it always helps me improve mm -hmm. and so like and people are very very nice like I don't want to give the wrong impression but it's just that uncomfortable feeling and being okay with that has been kind of a skill that I've been getting used to and sounds like you have been too yeah, no, it's it's kind of like, for me, there is a thin line because, of course, you're sad that you don't make the sale because, like, I sell big equipment. So every every time that there is something going on, we, like, for this, for this particular professor, I think that we've been working for about a year. Oh. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that I work on a year every day. It's not that, but it's my... It's, it's a, like it's a long process so whenever it doesn't work uh it's kind of it's frustrating and it's sad but um i try to have a very nice uh relationship mm -hmm. with them to make them comfortable um 
that we can talk about things and and if they by any chance they decide to go to someone else tell me that and and that that's good you know and and don't because there's a lot of people that kind of feel ashamed i feel i i feel i don't know oh, yeah or they yeah, don't yeah, want to well, feel bad your, like they don't want to hurt your feelings that's yeah sort of they don't want to hurt your feelings mm-hmm. and i mean and that's part of the game as well i mean i don't i don't I don't sell to every person that I sell, that I send a quote because no, mm-hmm. it's not like this. You know, you have options, right. and sometimes people prefer others, and and it's just I don't know. Yeah, it's just so yeah. It gets easier. It gets easier. I think that that I think that that's the one thing that I I, I wanted to say. Like now that I've, I've been two years. Uh, I remember that in the beginning, in the very, I don't know, first six months, it was really tough because everything was new, uh, everything that I had to do was new, and the, and the terminology and all those acronyms, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Chemistry has so many acronyms. They do. Damn it. Um, I used to put, like, have a list next to my computer like every time to to understand what people were saying on the on the webinars because i didn't know all those things uh but then you start to get more used you start to get more comfortable and and then you start to learn to organize your time better and and it and it gets better and i think you learn to draw those kind of energetic boundaries around what you can and cannot do and what's worth your time and what's not worth your time. Right. Yeah, I think making those decisions is hard for me. Mm -hmm. Like, drawing those lines is always a challenge. But I think, I mean, I do think you do have to do that. Yeah, but in the end, you you started, you're pretty newbie on that job. So I feel that you're still, and you still, as you said, you also on the top of all of this, you moved to a new city. So you need to make new friends and you need to figure out where is the grocery shop or the L train or the times of the L train. <laughs> and where to get I, coffee. I, mean, I still don't know the time of the L. <laughs> coffee is easy to find here in Logan Square. Good. Good. Right. You see? Advertisement from my neighborhood, everyone. Priorities. Priorities. <laughs> you see, the find. coffee yeah. he already knows. Hey, man, that's like that's like the number one thing. Yeah, the L is very easy to find here. Yeah. What about breweries? Do you have nice breweries mm-hmm. around you? Um, not right, right here, but yeah, within reasonable distance. Yeah. For okay. Sure. Like within like L, like reasonable L train ride distance. Yeah. Well, there's a brewery like down the road oh okay. Ah, okay. Walking distance yeah okay walking distance that's fine that's even better uh, okay so like, that's the I, second I mean, priority if you mean like <laughs> place where they actually brew the beer very few right in but like do the breweries have like their tap rooms or whatever where they bring their kegs right. mm-hmm. yes yeah i'm like that that's the important part like where they actually brew is kind of fun <laughs> to go and tour but the tap rooms that is the that's the more um what am I going to go for? More priority. Yeah. And then right. the third yeah, thing will be places to run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, again, like finding that sort of time is, has been really hard for me. Yeah. Like any time to exercise or do anything like that. It's. Well, it gets darker. 
and colder there. Yeah, it gets darker a lot earlier and colder. Yeah, I guess that that's that's part of the process of adapting, um, and and you're still very newbie. You're still like in transition mode. I feel like you transition out of academia, and that's great. But now you have to adapt to your new life, and and that's going to take some time. Yeah. That right? Because like, I mean, I still have not really developed any sort of social life in Chicago. So. I mean, outside of my colleagues. Yeah, I mean, I think that takes a lot of time because, like, um, I've lived here for quite some time and just the population, by its nature, tends to be somewhat transient where people come and go and everything. And making new friends when you've got, like, one set of friends that have left because of jobs or what have you um, mm -hmm. is hard to do. And it's harder to make yeah. friends as you get older as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes, believe me, I know. Yeah, so uh, it's not as easy because also, I mean, you can try to make friends on your work because you met mm -hmm. some, but then sometimes um, you will click with one person, but maybe, but it, it's right. tough, you know, mm -hmm. and then they're co-workers and maybe you don't want to, after spending the whole day with them, you don't want to spend, go to a bar right? <laughs> to spend more time with mm -hmm. them. That is yeah. that is often yeah. accurate, yes. Yeah, so I guess that didn't I don't know. That's uh I think that everybody has a strategy to try to find new people. There's a lot of um social media apps. There is like meetup, um yeah. that are well, not here's the irony where I mean I was away this weekend for a conference and um like, you know, I met a couple of people from Chicago there who I can follow up with. So, yeah, yeah. This oh, is in great. Los Angeles. Well, so. you know, you only had to fly about, what is it, about a halfway third across the country to meet people who live in your city? That's not that's bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so. it's a, that's the thing because, um, and the good thing is that you met people that have alike interests because that's in the end what, what you want. You know, you want to do friendships with people that will talk things that you're interested about talking and you have similar shared interests so that's great that you found some people at the um uh sitcom boot camp yeah yep. that's what i was we can say it i guess on the podcast oh yeah. sorry Oops. yeah i mean All it's right. it's a public thing right yep yeah it is yeah they don't hide the fact that it happens mm -hmm. um it's not a secret club or anything <laughs> now so, i'm imagining like some right. sort of so any shape. other thoughts on uh, this before we wrap up for this episode i think that just for you ian and for everybody that might be listening just be patient mm -hmm. uh just try to understand that it's it is hard and and you're going to be stressed and anxious and burnout but try to take try to make some time to take breaks to go run to go to the gym or do whatever that will make you feel uh like a little bit out of this anxiousness mm -hmm. and and baby steps just don't push yourself don't 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 take your yourself so hard you know you're learning it's okay to not know it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to ask questions ask mm -hmm. 
how do you do mm -hmm. that take notes and and it will get better yeah and like kind of building upon what you said like i think as like as academics we tend to be very self-critical of ourselves mm -hmm. yeah and i think that and that carries over in our transition where we're like we should be where you're like lady said like we should be perfect right off the bat or we should be able to like you know we're moving to this big city and it's really you know it's a fun city and i know like some people who have been there or who live there and that's great and i should automatically be plugged into this social scene and i should do all these things at once um but if you can treat yourself with a little bit of um compassion maybe like if it was your like your friend that was going through this and what you would tell them like chances are you wouldn't just be like man you're lazy and you should just suck it up like chances are you would be like yeah this is hard and mm -hmm. you know taking some time and having like six months where maybe you don't get as much done on your outside work projects as you would like is totally fine and understandable and doesn't mean that it's bad or reflects poorly upon you in any way. Yeah, because I mean, all the stuff outside of work is self-imposed, right? Right. Yes. So, um, but like, it's also like, you know, long-term plans and... Right, but I mean, just because you have a pause on them for six months or you're not quite as active on them for six months doesn't mean that your long-term plans are going completely... True. Like, it just means that you're going to take some time to get used to your life and maybe it'll take you an extra couple of months but if it's a long-term plan then you know yeah okay well yeah that's a good point that's a good note to wrap up on all right well so thank you everyone for listening to the recovering academic um yeah and we'll, we'll see you all next time when uh, a couple weeks from now yeah see yeah. you next time see bye. you next time right. bye bye this week's Recovering Academic is sponsored by Scientific Dispatches Consulting, an editorial service for scientists. They specialize in helping you tell your research story clearly and concisely. Scientific Dispatches offers consulting, editing, writing, and presentation preparation services. You can find out more and schedule a free consultation at scientificdispatches.com. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Academic podcast. Our music is from bensound.com under a Creative Commons license. If you like our podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps other people find out about us. You can tweet the show at RecoveringAcad. You can also find all of the hosts on Twitter. I'm at LadyScientist. I'm at Dr. Underscore PMS. And I'm at IH Street. We're also on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com slash recoveringacademicpodcast. You can find all of our episodes and subscribe to our newsletter on our website at recoveringacademic.net. And don't forget, there is sunshine outside the ivory tower. <laughs>